Hello, this is episode six of I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol, and I'm Denise Ferguson. I'm a commercial property expert, and I help female entrepreneurs have more money and time for their family and business by taking over all of their business premises problems. I've been a property surveyor for over 10 years, and after making the government over £50 million over the past six years, I want to help small businesses to thrive. I hope you enjoy this episode with Alex Maine. Business deals. And today I am talking with Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi. What are we drinking today? Red wine. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> well, I've got Merlot because I sent Alex gin and tonic and she's a big weirdo and doesn't like gin. So we've switched it for red wine. So I'll be drinking my gin tomorrow maybe friday whenever anyway today we are to- here to talk about alex's business so alex tell us everything about your business um so i'm alex and i own uh, bu beauty care uh it's a microblading i don't know business awesome <laughs> um i've just branched out into um tattoo removal as well so semi-permanent makeup removal as well as normal tattoo removal um so yeah i'm doing both of those but really i'm a microblading specialist and that's what i enjoy that's what i love that's my passion and that's it awesome so what got you into this business um i think it's two things one side of things is i absolutely love being creative and arty and I never really got to explore that with my previous job. And the other side of things is I'm completely obsessed with helping other people more than myself. I don't really look after myself. You see, like, we were talking about baths. I don't bath. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are known as Smelly Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like looking after other people and I love the thought of making people feel really, really confident by just giving them something so small as a pair of eyebrows, which sounds really silly, but it's possible that people come to me and they're feeling, you know, oh, I don't feel this good about myself and, you know, look at this. And by the time they leave me, they're overwhelmed and ridiculously happy and they just feel much better within themselves. So that's what I love. One of the first things I said to you when I when we were talking about your business um, all those months ago was that eyebrows like really frame somebody's face so yeah. it totally changes the look of your face so I'm sure that must be what you come across all the time yes that that, that is exactly it you can completely transform somebody um, just by um, giving them eyebrows really defining their features because really we should all have eyebrows they serve a purpose Sometimes they fall out through medical issues, health issues. Sometimes we've overplucked them to death, which actually I did do, but thankfully mine grew back. Um, Awesome. You know, yeah, it just completely, it frames your face. It accentuates your eyes. It opens up your eyes, actually. If you've got eyebrows that droop down or you're drawing on your pencil, you know, your makeup, and then drawing them downwards, everybody's going to see, draw you down instead of uplifting you and opening up your eyes and making you look inviting and, you know, all of that. Yeah, I suffer from alopecia and sometimes I get patches in my eyebrows. So I have to do a little bit of creative work on them. But I actually like the shape of my eyebrows, so I'm I'm quite... I'm a yeah, they're really shaped really well. To be honest, everybody should have well-shaped eyebrows because they should be where they're naturally, where they sit. It's just through hair loss and things like that and plucking where we, you know, maybe a bit when you get older, your skin droops a bit and it needs a bit of help. But, you know, um, yeah, when you get microblading, it should all be following your natural bone structure. There should be no question of, so which eyebrow shape do you like? You know, when you see posts asking people what shape do they like, it's not about that. It's about following what's natural to you. Yeah, I used to have a friend who was terrified of crazy eyebrows. So I used to send her, like, pictures of people who had, like, 
you know, 13 different kinks in their eyebrow that they'd drawn on. It was awesome. Yeah. So you must see people in the street now and think, what on earth is going on with your eyebrow? Do you know, it's quite awful. So when I was younger, I was dating um, a head chef. And wherever I went then, I would be looking at the interior of the restaurant or whatever, trying the food. Whatever industry you're in, you do notice things like you would in, you know, fine surveillance. You're going to notice property, you're going to notice businesses struggling or whatever, you know, all that kind of thing. And yeah, unfortunately, I do notice eyebrows. That is not to say that I'm superficial and I'm looking at people going, oh my gosh, what's going on there? Because actually, I just want to help people. So I might look at somebody and go, oh, I really wish I could just say, you know, draw it this way or, you know, just help them rather than, I don't know, I wouldn't want to make anyone feel bad about themselves or... <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm the same. When I see somebody's kind of gone out of business or, you know, I hear the story that somebody signed up to some crazy deal that, they, you know, was a bit shit for them, I don't think oh he you know that look at what uh, happened to them i always think i wish they'd come to me first yeah i could have exactly. i could have saved their business that's what i always think so no it's i don't i definitely don't mean it in a kind of superficial mean way i definitely mean it in a kind yeah. of um looking at the, like noticing you just notice things and you're right like me and my husband ryan we we you know we just love going on holiday and we're always on bloody holiday and everywhere we go I'm like look at that building look at that it's just because I you know I spend my life seeing things and if we go somewhere where the high street's empty and the shops everywhere that you need filling then obviously it's the first thing I see and if there's you know for, for you know uh, you know to rent to let signs on offices and buildings and stuff it just draws my eye so I'm sure it's exactly the same for you for eyebrows yeah and you're passionate about it when you're yeah. when you're passionate about what you do and you want to share your knowledge and you want to help people and it's part of you really it's part of the journey you're creating you want to share that and you don't, oh, don't. everywhere so, Even, yeah. yeah, my kids just spend their life saying, work, 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 mum, that's work, mum, that's work. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll take them to somewhere beautiful. Like, we went to Lincoln not that long ago and they had some beautiful buildings. I'm like, oh, my God, look at that building. They're just like, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do outside of work to keep, you know, life fun? What's your, what's your um, hobbies outside of work? Do you know what's really sad? Oh, God. What is fun for me is my work. I know that is ridiculously sad, but um, as you know, I've got two, two really young kids. So my life, it mostly revolves around my work and my kids because there's not much time in between all of that craziness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just really lucky that I enjoy my work. So that, that space is my space. <laughs> it's my time to enjoy what I'm doing and um, yeah. I got into it really because I, after having kids I was feeling a bit lost I think I think a lot of mums feel this way, you feel a lack of confidence you're like who am I you know who you are, you're a mum and you love it, there's no denying it but you think to yourself what do I do for myself, what do I enjoy what makes me happy and I just wondered to myself you know what I'm not you know I'm not entirely sure and that's what got me down the road of you know microblading and things like that because I was trying to find my love and my passion and thankfully I found it so what did you do before you were doing microblading then um a legal executive PA in London ah <laughs> so yeah. do you have a do you have a legal brain or was it just something that you fell into uh, it was more, just back in the day, it was more, what can I do to earn some money and get me a career? And I can touch type because I learned it at boarding school and I just thought I'm going to go down that route. So I did a, um, a course, it's meant to be two years, I did it in one year, bish bash bosh, started working up in London when I was 17. Um, and worked my way up really quickly. I was working for the managing partner of an American law firm when I was 23. So, yeah, I just, yeah. I wasn't passionate about it, I was, but I, I, um, I want to be good at anything I do. 
so the I'm like that. Yeah, so the reason I just specialised in microblading and being a microblading specialist was because I wanted to be really good at that before branching out. You can see a lot of people in the beauty industry want to do this, that and everything and just, you know, you know, you know, convey about clients. Whereas I didn't really, I don't want to convey about clients. I want to have relationships with all my clients. I want to focus on one thing and be really, really good at it. And now I'm doing my removal as well, which adds another. But yeah, so, um, yeah, started up in London as a legal PA, and, yeah. I'm exactly the same, though. I I, I love doing things that I'm good at, and, and that's kind of what I do. But because of that, I also hate doing things I'm shit at. Are you the same? <laughs> oh, like what, though? Like, my husband's a pro golfer, and I can't hit a ball, so to me, it's not a sport even though like everybody's like oh my god he's the best golfer in the world and i'm like meh it's not a sport <laughs> that's so funny oh my goodness do you know i don't know i don't know i don't okay it's not to say i'm not shit at anything because i'm sure i know there are things that i'm shit at but i can't think of something that i'm like oh, i really hate doing that I really feel like singing You're So Vain at you, but I think everybody... <laughs> I'm not! That's the opposite of what I am. Um, I don't know. I think maybe my husband does all the things I don't like doing. Oh, have you got that kind of caring? I've got a really, really good husband. Oh, wow, you lucky he, duck. He, he's just somebody who just does. If he if he wants to do something, he'll get it done. If he wants, if, if whatever it is, he will do it. You know, um, and yeah, he's just one of those people. He's quite amazing, really. Can we? Can I borrow him every so often? Do you know what? I have so many friends, family, acquaintances who say, "Can I borrow your husband?" It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, have you seen the? Because you know, like property and all that. Have you seen the? Because we like property, by the way. We buy properties, renovate them you know and sell them on you're a um, flipper yeah a little bit we live in them and then we but yeah we are a bit of a flipper um but he's a property developer by trade oh so he's my husband yeah so but have you heard of the new conservatories which you build you kind of they send it to you like a flat pack no yeah so we've just got one on the end of our house uh yeah flat pack conservatory and he basically did it the studio that i'm in right now um, it's at my house and he did the concrete footing on his own I mean I was there for five minutes where I did a bit of plank wiggling but other than that he did it on his own it's very strange I don't know even if he says no I would quite easily kidnap him and drug him and bring him to my house <laughs> and make him do the stuff because this is really annoying because my husband's also a property developer which is the reason that I always say our house will never be finished because we've lived in a building site for two years but you have a property uh, not a property surveyor a property developer who actually does things I don't understand the concept. <laughs> I don't understand. No, because my husband, all I ever hear from my husband is, well, I can't take men off of the site to do our house because they need to finish the site. And I'm just like, yeah, but we live in a building site. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a kitchen. Just, yeah. My husband will watch a YouTube video because he, he begrudges giving the money to somebody else when he's like, I can do it. So he'll watch a YouTube video and teach himself and do it tile the bathroom do concrete footing i mean the lead up to my studio is beautiful he's done all this decking and then it's got planting all down the side on the lead up um he's got these beautiful lights that go between the house and the studio that look like a runway and he did it all himself he just has the he's one of those people who just he wants to succeed and he's if, if he wants something he'll get it <laughs> he's, he's more like his job he's more like me then yeah. my husband yeah he quit his job like two weeks ago he just said he just rang me up he was like so done something today i was like oh okay then what's that he was like quit my job like, oh, okay oh, okay then <laughs> i'm quite easy going so to yeah fair, i was like okay then but also just because i know he's a doer it doesn't matter what it is he will get it sorted 
you know. So yeah. So he hasn't got a real, an actual Monday to Wednesday. Well, he was part time before, but he hasn't actually got a Monday to Wednesday at the moment. Why are we talking about him? This is about me. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I like your husband more than I like you now. I <laughs> know, <laughs> sorry. I haven't even seen what he looks like, so it's not like I can say I've been perving over him because I really haven't. But obviously we'll be doing that after this. <laughs> Have you seen um, pictures of my kids, though? Have you seen on my stories? Don't think so. Oh, okay. Why? Do they look like your husband? Well, my son really looks like my husband. Really? And I would say this because they're my kids, but they are totally gorgeous. You have to look later. Oh, so I will be stalking your husband. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have two kids, but my husband isn't like my kids are from my step uh, my ex husband. Step husbands, how funny! My ex husband. <laughs> he is like a stepchild, to be fair, and um and they look so like me unless they're with their dad and then they look so like him it's really funny even though we look nothing alike no. we just they just have both of our characteristics they're very lucky but they're beautiful like me oh, yeah of course you know exactly so what's your business called it's called i don't like the name you know i'm going through rebranding i haven't oh are you it's called BU Beauty Care. And the reason I named it that is because I wanted people, women, to feel empowered with themselves. Like, be yourself, know yourself, find your passion, give yourself time, give yourself space, all that kind of stuff. So, that's kind why of where it came from. Why don't you like the name anymore? I don't know. I just don't know if it's too airy fairy floaty where people just it's not very catchy. I think it's too cutesy. Like people probably read it and go like it doesn't grab you, it kind of just meh. Like, no, I like it. But that's because I'm so I'm you don't know me um at all, actually. But um you but you definitely don't know me very well, but I'm very me. Like it's this and there's nothing else and that's it so when people say like be you and stuff that resonates 100% with me yeah so that would be something that I would be drawn to so it depends you know completely what your ideal client is I suppose yeah well yeah I don't know like I said I'm going through rebranding so with that whole journey I'm not just going picking a name and going oh I like that I'm actually going through the processes and looking at my ideal client and looking at why I created it and you know for what and all those kind of things so that it's taking me a little while because it's so in depth and then you know maybe I will get to the end and go actually no maybe I did name it appropriately or yeah. not I don't know <laughs> so what's what's the future plans for the business then um, so obviously I've literally just done this nano removal, tattoo removal, which is pretty awesome, can I just say. It's better than laser. It doesn't like pulverize, pulverize and destroy your skin cells. Um, cause that's what laser does. It, it, it's like a bomb within your skin to just like shatter all the pigment and your skin cells. Wow. This, that doesn't sound uh, healthy. I know. Well, it's not really too fair. It's laser within your skin. It's like, you know, <laughs> pretty serious. But um, it's the only real removal that people have come across. But yeah. I've got this new technology, which is pretty insanely awesome, but it's very new. I think I'm only the second person in the UK doing it. So I, you ba I'm going to tell you about it, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, tell me. Because I, I, the first thing I said to you, because you asked me before you started the business as to whether or not I thought it was a good idea, and I said, you know, all the people that I knew that had, had laser, the first thing they said to me was it was so painful. It was yeah. worse than having a tattoo. It was just excruciatingly painful. So if it isn't painful, bloody go for it. This is it, exactly. So this technique is amazing. It's basically a mixture between using this incredible solution, um, a little bit of micro brush, which is this tiny weeny little brush, which really and there is a little bit of machine work but it's so light on your skin I can't even tell you how non-intrusive it is you can run the little machine on top of a glove and it won't break it's literally so minor 
um, and it just slightly opens up your skin, not to the point where anyone would be able to see because it's so minor. And then the solution sinks within your skin and it sinks, 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 and then it starts lifting the pigment out. So there's no damage to any skin cells or anything like that. So it's pretty cool. And it just lifts the skin over the weeks. It's not just like, it doesn't stop there. It goes on for a few weeks and keeps working. It's really so do they have to keep coming back for treatments like you do for laser? Laser? Oh, God, I've heard stories where it's so ineffective and seeing pictures, my friend has a tattoo on her wrist and she's had it done six times and it still looks like the day she had it done and it hasn't even left. So this treatment, I couldn't tell you how many times because there's so many factors. Your, your skin, your diet, your health, then where you had your tattoo, the quality of the pigment they used, the depth that they were, the size of their tattoo, so many different things. But it is an effective form of removal and it is going to smash laser out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So what's the best thing you find about running your own business? flexibility one of the one of the big reasons that I wanted to have like do this my husband's been banging on me for years have your own business have your own business be your own boss because that's what he wants and he was always trying to get me into the property side of things property side of things and I was like oh you know I didn't want to jump into anything that I wasn't really passionate about because I didn't want to fail because I wasn't that bothered about it if you know what I mean so um so sorry where was I going with that oh yeah no, where was I going with that? Uh, why? Why do you run your own business? What's the best thing about running your own business? That's it. So I wanted to have some flexibility for me and my family. Um, and and having your own business does that. I mean, to be fair, you work at a lot more than you would do your normal corporate job, you know, to be fair. You're, I'm, like, constantly replying to people at all hours, Oh, my battery's just gone, sorry. At all hours, I'm replying to people. um, So it kind of keeps you attached to your business all the time. But I wanted it for flexibility so I could, you know, have some more family time and be around the kids and things. You know, my eldest will start school next year. Yeah, Yeah, I like to say that the best thing about running your own business is deciding which 16 hours a day you're going to work. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It basically is. I mean the kids are the kids and Ryan or husband are always saying, Mom, just put your phone down, Mom just put and it's not, you know, even if I am sitting on Facebook, it's not because I'm, you know, chatting away to my besties, it's because I'm replying to messages and yeah. you know, posting and blah 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 blah. But I, you know, I absolutely love it and I've 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 worked for myself for the past, you know, 10 years and I I wouldn't be able to go back now. But that's because I've been an entrepreneur and doing, you know, something or other since I was about six, eight years old. Just always been that way. Is that that what, you know, did did you ever see yourself going down the entrepreneur route or did you, is it just something you've fallen into? Yeah, it's just something I've really fallen into, to be honest. Like I said, I really liked being good at something. So when I was doing my legal PA in London, I thought, actually, I'm just going to keep climbing this ladder, keep going, keep going. I was getting higher and higher and higher. I was really happy with that. But as soon as I had kids, my priorities changed, and I wanted to focus more on being around them. And also, you start to just, you, you, I don't know, you just, what is life about? It's about helping people and loving people, supporting people and all that kind of thing. It's not necessarily about the corporate, you know, climb. Yeah, I've never been interested in the corporate climb, I suppose, because I've always run my own business, so I didn't have to deal with any of that bullshit to any sort of degree. And whenever it kind of entered into my realms of working, then I, you know quickly got out of it because it's just I um always I like to say to people that I'm I'm allergic to bullshit so I as soon as it comes anywhere near me I'm like oh gotta go yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and to be Definitely. fair the corporate world has a lot of that so yeah. much so and you have to much. follow certain rules and hierarchies and but when I was younger I was quite happy to be a, be on that train 
you know, started working up in London when I was 17. And I was quite happy to just be amongst what I would have called the big dogs and learn from them and be amongst their power and their knowledge. And I was interested to watch and learn from them, you know, and, and support them. Like, I knew very well that I was their right man, hand man. And to be honest, they wouldn't have been able to do half the job that they did without me. Yeah. So... No, and I love that side of it when it was working with people who had, you know, knowledge and kindness and empathy and, and strength and, and you know, workmanship and, and honesty and all of that. But whenever it was um, with or for somebody who was, you know, out for themselves and, you know, and, and all that... Lot of that. Yeah, and all that BS, it was just an absolute no for me. And I've never been able to do that. So when I come across that thing, you know, especially when I have clients who come to me and I can I can smell it from a mile away, I'm just like, no, no, thank you. I'm here to help people who want to be helped, need to be helped, need that advice. And I'm sure that's exactly what it is for you. Yeah. I, to be fair, I, I haven't attracted, thankfully, anybody since running this business i haven't attracted any undesirables <laughs> lucky you yeah i don't know i've tried to i've really worked hard on trying to create um an image amongst uh, yeah around my business which is attracting certain types i guess yeah a hundred percent i've learned over the course of running fine surveys that it is more about repelling the people you don't want than it is about attracting the people you do because actually those people are going to come to you regardless so what you should do is concentrate on just being you know the person that you want to come to you and those other people will just bugger off which is quite nice I like to refer to it as the trash taking itself out although that's a bit American so maybe I'll say the rubbish taking itself out yeah So how's your drink getting on? You know, I'm drinking it. Oh, I'm so proud. Even though you are literally drinking a thimble. <laughs> Look how cute it is. Do you know, I think this is my granny's. Oh, I love the glass. I'm just yeah. ashamed of you. Yeah. It's essentially, isn't it like a sherry glass or something? It's yeah, definitely not so. the bucket of wine that I'm drinking. No, but it is cute nonetheless. It's a lovely glass, but, you know, when we go out for a drink, you won't be drinking them, darling. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I love a cocktail. If we go out, I love Cocktails. a porn star martini. It sounds so... Did you just... Did you just porn star? Did you just porn star? I love it. I really Fair. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> well, only because I feel... I mean, I'm a bad influence. Everyone knows that. Um, and I feel like I could, you know, corrupt you really badly. And I just, you know, when we go out for cocktails, I just feel for you. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still going to do it, but I don't. I'm just warning you. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, only for the hangover the next day, really. No, I don't have hangovers. You don't know, I'm going to be on mission, aren't I? Only no. I'm not drink enough. I'm not, well, that's the thing. You might well find accidentally you've just realised why you don't get hangovers. So good luck. Um, <laughs> if you were to start over again, what would you change? I think that's a really difficult one. It's so difficult because the, the strongest thing you can do in life is to reflect upon your mistakes and then you build upon them and you become stronger. But do you know what? I'm actually quite proud of where I've got. There's, there's, I mean, I could have grown bigger, faster, I don't know. But I'm actually quite proud of where I am. <laughs> no, I, that's always my favourite answer because... I'm a huge believer that people learn from their mistakes. Mm. But... And I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. But they've learned from that mistake. And it's not to say that they don't... That they would want to do something different. But they're happy with where they are. So actually that mistake was just part of the journey. Mm. I think one of the reasons... 
So I like that. Yes. No, it's really it's totally changed the way that we 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 live as a household. Because I can say to people, no, 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 this is work time. Stop. Oh, good girl. <laughs> um, although I am on my second glass because we had such tech, tech issues that I'm literally on my second glass. Woohoo! So, what does a typical typical day look like for you? Gosh, no such thing. Uh, yeah, to be fair, there isn't really. There isn't really a typical day. I'm always just trying to juggle different things, especially you know what it's like when you're flexible. You're, yeah, like. I don't know, getting the kids up, getting them ready, <laughs> taking them to nursery, coming back to the house, preparing the studio, making it all beautiful. Because you guys should check out my page and look at my studio because it is beautiful. It does look lovely. <sighs> it is gorgeous. I'm absolutely so proud of it. So, um, preparing it for clients. And then just all my, um, all my clients are just by appointment. I don't have people just walking in. So everyone's by appointment and everybody's by an appointment deposit as well. So everyone knows what's happening when. Yeah. Um, and then in between, in between those times, it's just, you know, communicating to people, clients, perspectives, online, trying to get seen, trying to get visible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's so many things I need to do with my business though. You know, I've got to, like I said, you know, a typical day might also include looking at my branding. You know, doing an article for local paper to get out there. You know, networking events. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not great at the whole face-to-face thing because I'm just. It's the whole allergic to BS stuff. Like I just struggle when I go to network meetings because I don't. Like, because I don't know them, <laughs> so I don't know what it's going to be like, and I always think, oh god, I'm just gonna stand there and everyone's going to be they're going to be pushing their business well not just that just like i don't i genuinely don't mind people pushing their business actually if they're just you know authentic people they're saying you know this is what i do and you know if you know anyone who needs my help then cool just pass me on i'm absolutely fine with that so when it's just a bit egotistical i'm really really rubbish at that i just don't want to listen to it and you know, the connection between my brain and my mouth is really loose and I quite often just say exactly what I see and it's just a little bit painful. <laughs> well, for them, Sorry. not for me. <laughs> to be fair, again, I've never, ever come across that yet. Um, I don't know. I've come across people who just want to, you know, just want to push their products or, you know, just want to talk about their products because they want me to get involved or whatever. But... As our friend Yvonne always says, just don't do it in a salesy way. Like, be normal, have a conversation. Like, that's fine. But it's not fine when it's... No. Buy my shit. Like, no, I don't want to buy your shit. So what would be your top um, three tips for um, anyone who wanted to get into your sort of business? Oh, no, I don't know. Okay top tips to get into like microblading well yeah or any business if you don't want to be specific well i quite like to be a little bit specific about microblading because lots of people get into the industry when they're really really awful and they go around messing up people's faces (laughs) (laughs) lots of people get into surveying as well because all they want to do is charge people fees and don't actually want to really help them don't do that let's send our messages out yeah but there are so many so many people getting into the microblading industry because they just think it'll be easy money it looks interesting it's the latest fad let's give it a go but one if you've got no creativity you can't you uh, you can't just become an artist when you're not you know when you haven't got the ability and especially when you're working on people's faces So there's a lot of people going out there and doing really bad work. The other thing is, is that, you know, I think if you're getting into an industry, be knowledgeable, not just for yourself, but for your clients. Share your knowledge and share it with people so that they are fully aware of what is going on and why. And also that will do you a really good service because ultimately everybody's expectations are where they should be. If somebody thinks, doesn't get all the information or you know their expectations are somewhere else 
they're always going to be disappointed by what you do. So if you set it all out at the very beginning, which is what I always do, everybody gets a massive document, three pages of information about microblading, every element, to make sure that they're fully aware of what they're getting into. Um, which again is another you know, poor thing, especially in the beauty industry, is that people just want to convey about clients take money, let them go, take money, let them go, rather than nurturing their knowledge, their experience, you know, and all that kind of thing. Well, educate um, me on the microblading, because I, I don't actually know a lot about it, because Ob's got fabulous eyebrows. But, Ob's, but, you know, what what is the process? Is it a permanent? Is it semi-permanent? You know, how long does it last? And how long does the treatment take? And, you know, talk me through it. Okay, so just a few, like, points. Um, so lots of people get confused with the words that are used because again there's so many bad artists out there <laughs> there's so many bad artists out there who are using the wrong words and they shouldn't be so microblading is only ever done with a hand tool um, and it's got very 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 fine blade on the end basically I hate using the word blade because it sounds really scary and it's really not well it shouldn't be it shouldn't be scary if you go with the right artist because again it should be the work that that your artist is doing on your face should be so superficial it shouldn't be deep it shouldn't be creating really sharp deep lines it should be really really dainty fine lines like hair so when you look at your hair of your eyebrows that is what should be created so is it Um, essentially like like semi-permanent tattooing to reflect hairs then is that what it should yeah. be oh, yeah so it's okay. semi-permanent makeup so it shouldn't last that long um you should be going to get it topped up to make sure that the color stays true because it is in your skin your skin is an organ as the pigment stays in your skin over time some of the elements of that pigment will leave and that's why sometimes you get left with more gray tones than you want so you need the warmth put back in but yes yeah, so semi-permanent and it should be fine detail hair stroke like detail to replicate eyebrow that's basically it ah yeah so you could do little infills for my little you can you can yeah. you can do all of that there are there are um health reasons that you can't work on some people um just because again it's skin and skin's a living organ and pigment won't stay so if you go to somebody and they don't give you this information and you've got health issues you're just going to waste your money um which is a shame because people will do that just take your money and yeah <laughs> what sort of health issues would you not be able to treat someone um well things like um thyroid issues Unfortunately, a lot of people with thyroid issues really want microblading because they do have hair loss sometimes. Yeah, my mum's got thyroid issues. But that's one of the one of the things that when you're taking a lot of medication for anything, any medication for anything, depression, thyroid issues, whatever, that is going to alter the way in which your skin performs and the way in which your pi- the pigment can stay within your skin. It's basically just more risky. So you can spend money out and then I can't determine that it's going to stay within your skin very well, you know? Um, if you've got really, really oily skin, you should, oh, sorry, that's the battery again. <laughs> if you've got really, really oily skin, you shouldn't have microblading, they shouldn't touch you because it will just, you know, fade away, go mer- merge the pigments together. If you've got eczema or anything like that on your face, you should definitely shouldn't have it. If you um, have keloid scarring, if you scar, when you scar, if it turns into a keloid, um, which is like a raised Yeah, scar, my husband's got keloid scarring. You can't be touched with uh, microblading or actually my nano removal, because again, you're you're opening up the skin and you don't want to cause keloid scarring. Yes. Yeah. Ah, it's not often I hear people who know what keloid scarring is. Yeah. So, if you were to choose your murder weapon of choice, what would it be? Do you know, the weirdest thing just popped into my head. You've got to say it now. A carrot. (laughs) Sorry? A carrot. What on earth do you plan on doing to kill someone with a carrot? Well, to be honest, if my husband was to answer that, he'd say, cook it, because he says I put carrots in every meal we ever have. I love carrots. 
I mean, right. carrots. What the hell's wrong with people? To be fair, I put a lot of carrots in a lot of things. Yeah, well, I do. Big I up think the it, carrots. I think it goes with everything. But why do you plan on killing people with a carrot? Well, to be honest, because I would never, ever, ever kill someone. So there's one point. And two, I just thought if I just knocked them with the carrot. <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> I know. This is pathetic. I just, I feel like I'm going to be a terrible, a terrible influence on you, and I'm going to love it. What was the last present you sent someone? Oh my gosh! Sent someone. Mm. Oh, I didn't send anyone, but I did give them a gift. So, should I tell you that one? Absolutely. You're going to think it's a bit boring. And it does oh reflect back to my business. But okay. it is the truth. So, a woman came to me, or, yes, a woman came to me about eight months ago with um, terrible eyebrows. My client had actually just referred her. And she came to me and she said, can you do anything? Because, again, there's not much knowledge in the industry. People think that if you've had a bad job somewhere else, you can just come to me and I can just sort it out. And that isn't really the case. If you've got bad job, weird symmetry, <laughs> you know. So, you like, know, if someone's done a dodgy job already? Yeah, then you'll need removal. And anyway, so she came to me and we were chatting about it and I was trying to advise her, you know, where the artist had gone wrong previously, where she was lacking knowledge, what should have happened, blah, blah, blah. I advised her to go and get, try and get a refund from that artist because she'd done a really terrible job. Um, God, that must be awful. Badly. Yeah, really bad. It's on your face. That strips somebody's confidence, and this person's done it to you. And not only that, when I advised her to go and seek a refund so that she could get removal from, I wasn't doing removal at the time, by the way, so this wasn't a business push. But I told her trying to, to pimp herself out. Yeah, and um, she went back to the artist, and this is what's really sad as well. She didn't care. She didn't want to give her a refund. If somebody came back to me and was upset with my work, one, I would be absolutely devastated. And two, I'd be like, take all the money. Take it all. Because I would feel awful. And I've not had one person, thank God, be unhappy with anything I've done. But if I did, I would sort it out. Anyway, back to the gift. So she went back, tried to get some money. She wouldn't do it. She went for some removal. And then fast forward to now, I've just done this removal course. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to message her, see how she's doing, see how her removal's gone, see what her journey's like. Because we did have a report and I did help her out. Um, and she basically went for one removal, but it hadn't really done anything. And so I offered to do um, removal on her, basically. So she came in on Saturday and I did a removal job on her eyebrows. Um, so we're just seeing how they're healing now. But I gave that to her. That was my gift. Oh. Yeah. See, you're nice, and that's why I like you. Uh. You, can, you can stay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what else do we need to know about your business? Uh. Tell us everything. What else? What else? Uh. Ultimately, I just, I, just, I just want to give to people, and I want to help people. And if semi-permanent makeup is the way you want to go, then I would love to help you out, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. Um, awesome. Well, I end all podcasts with the eight-mile moment. So, I... you And you probably learnt from our um, podcast that I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. And I also love the movie Eight Mile. And what Eminem does is he does all of his rap battles by saying, you know, all the worst things about him. So his opponent can't say anything about him. So I need you to tell me what is the worst thing about you that nobody else can come back and bite you on the ass for. Go. One really bad thing about me is this is going to sound so pathetic, but because, and I kind of touched on it earlier, because I like to give, give, give all of myself to others, I don't give to myself, which I've only recently, this is getting all reflective, but I've only recently in the last, I don't know, six months or so, started to realise that actually, 
that has a massive impact on everything and everyone around you if you're not nurturing yourself which kind of touched on what you were saying about giving you your time first yeah and I always wanted to give to others because I was like I'm not it's not even it's not even to the point where I was like I don't want to be selfish it's that I just felt happier giving to other people I feel uncomfortable trying to work out my happiness and what you know do you know what I mean so I always want to give so that's a definite negative about me is that I will try and give 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 to, to you and to other people and I might be hypocritical or I might be yeah hypocritical because I'll give all that advice and love to you guys but not to myself so I won't be able to practice what I preach always I love the time. yeah <laughs> no it comes from a good place yeah, well, and I think over time you'll probably learn that it doesn't come from a good place because um, once you realise how important you are, you'll realise that actually you were self-sabotaging. But you, you're not there yet, but you yeah. will be. You'll be there at no, some point. I, I can understand that I am self-sabotaging. So like I said, I know it has negative repercussions on absolutely every, every yeah. element Everything. of life. Yeah. But the problem is, is that I've been in this self-sabotage since I was a child. So it's the only way I know how to be. It's who I am until I, you know, have some time to myself. To... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't personally think that. I think you've, you've identified it and the journey to, to rectifying it isn't that far off. Because yeah. as soon as you've identified it, then the journey beyond that's simple. Well, not well, simple, the is starting, but faster. Yeah. The fact that I can talk about it and know about it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So that's my negative. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. And if anyone else wants to be part of the podcast, please do um, message us at info at fine-surveyors.co.uk. We've got a course starting on the 1st of... Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Please subscribe and share with your friends and we'll see you again next Thursday.